Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Friends Watching Friends. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Chrissy. And today we are talking about episode 7 of season 1, The One with the Blackout. Hey. Nito. It was a really good one. Mm-hmm. It was a knockout of a blackout. Ugh. Okay. Good one. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've got our friends Fast 15. Mm-hmm. You ready? No. Set. Go. Chandler is stuck in a vestibule with some model and all of the lights go out and then all of the friends are in Monica's apartment and they find a cat and Ross is going to ask Rachel out, but then the cat attacks him and then Rachel makes out with the cat's owner. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I feel like I actually got everything. Yeah, you did good. I mean, mostly. Neat. Good Mm -hmm. job. Thank you. My turn. Go. Alright, so there's a blackout and Chandler gets stuck in an ATM vestibule with a Victoria's Secret model and then, uh, crap. And then, uh, Ross tries to ask out Rachel but he gets attacked by a cat. Oh. And then Rachel makes out with an Italian dude. Good job, 13.8. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought I was over and you're just being kind. No. Great job. Claps all around. All right, expert. Let's go. <clears throat> I'm 15 nervous. seconds I'm nervous. Go. Okay, we start with... Uh, I always do that. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Here, we'll let you start over. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, ATM vegetable, blackout, hang out at Monica's apartment, meet Paolo. How? <laughs> Get out. 14.4. You're fired for being too good. <laughs> you're fired. Maybe you're fired for being not good. Just read your synopsis. Just kidding. From your brain. <laughs> okay. I mean, can we just say that I'm a little salty with Meg? Oh, yeah. We've had some drama. So first of all, we watched this episode twice yeah because we watched it last night and we always record right after we watch it well last night we just had a complete just best friend hangout and we talked so long that we ran out of time to record so this is take two so we're already a little giddy because we watched it twice and like i don't know we're all kind of hyped up on life today (laughs) (laughs) we are and then some stuff went down i just tasseled chrissy's hair just like rachel did to ross she got mad at me. And no. in, in how many years have I known you? I did not know you're not allowed to touch your hair. But I learned that tonight. I've known you for 12 years. <laughs> now you learned it. Okay. Anyone with curly hair can help me out. You don't touch the curly hair. Like, am I right, guys? Like, no. You don't comb the curly hair unless, like, you know, you have the wide tooth comb. Like, you don't mess with it because then it gets frizzy and then it's just out of place. So, it was like a movie, guys. She got so mad at me. She comes, <laughs> Meg comes swooping in, just playfully tossles her hair, and Christy and Selena's like, no! No! <laughs> but anyway, seriously, anyone with curly hair, help me out here, all right? <laughs> I was just trying to replay a scene from the episode we just watched. Just Fine. Saying. Whatever. The child that lives below us is a monster. I heard. If you guys can hear that, that's the child that lives below them, running through the house. <laughs> running amok. Amok, amok, amok. Indeed. Alright, so, synopsis. Here we go. So, we start with the power outage that's, that's um, like, blacks out New York City. Mm-hmm. And we start in Central Park. Ha, huh, no way. And, um... Phoebe. Phoebe, so the, uh, she starts playing, or about to play her guitar as a show in Central Park. But right when she's about to start singing, the power goes out. So <laughs> we don't get to hear her play. Um, and then they cuts to a scene at the bank where Chandler is at. And the power goes out there as well. He and 
Jill Goodacre and Victoria's Secret model are the only two in the vestibule, and he can't get out of the doors. Close, powers out, can't get out. So he's stuck with her. Is that realistic? I don't know. Like, Maybe they do it different like in New York. Not. No, you know what? Because there's a Seinfeld episode <clears throat> where like the same thing sort of happens. So th- that must be a thing with ATMs in New York. Or it's just the 90s. Or it's just a sitcom thing. Just weird. It is kind of weird. I was like, it's just a door. Just push it. Listen, then there wouldn't be that spot in the show, okay? Cheers. True. But whatever. Okay, so then um, we go back to Monica's apartment. All the rest of the gang is hanging out there. And um, they just kind of like, they just kind of hang out. And Monica's on the phone talking with her mom and blah, blah, blah. Phoebe wants to try and call her grandma and all this kind of stuff. And then um, they end up talking about the weirdest places they had sex. So they all kind of go around the room and discuss. And I think Ross's is probably my favorite. Um, he just, <laughs> his is at, he says Disneyland, but it's at the small world after all ride, but that one doesn't have it because there's no Magic Kingdom in Disneyland. First just of all, saying. first of all, it's not called It's a Small World After All. It's just called It's a Small, it's world. A small world. Second of all. You guys are at each other's throats today. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Second of all. There is a sm- there is a small world in Disneyland, but there's no Magic Kingdom in Disneyland. So did he go to Disneyland or did he go to Disney World at the Magic Kingdom? Ross, buddy, I'm knocking you down a few pegs just because of this Magic Kingdom business. Learn your parks. Blame the writers. Disneyland and Disney World are two different places, and Magic Kingdom only exists in Disney World. I'm going to go with he was at Disney World. I think that I agree. Because they are based in New York, and Disney World would be closer. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. But maybe he just said Disneyland because realistically he was in California, so that's what he thought of. Oh my god. I got you. I got you. I got you. Like David Schwimmer is in California. Ross is in New York. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I like, you. David Schwimmer came out a little bit there and was like, Disneyland, when really he should have said Disney World. I also Jesus realized Danny. that most people wouldn't care about this, but I do. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely noticed that. I'm like, yeah, but... Disney All right, fans. well, anyway, so he does it with Carol behind the mechanical Dutch children, and then he gets kicked out of Magic Kingdom. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, Phoebe says that she, her weirdest place was Milwaukee, which, like, everyone's just staring at her. And <laughs> like, like, what? what? It's weird. <laughs> it's a really weird place. Uh, Monica, what was Monica? Oh, a pool table in college. Uh, Joey said in the women's bathroom at the New York City Library. On the second floor. On the second floor. <laughs> that was great, because Monica was like, wow, what are you doing in a library? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in another episode down the road in, like, the series, like, the later seasons, they did the same thing where he meets a girl at the library, and they're all like, what were you doing in the library? And they say the same thing, and he answers with, um, like, it was the closest building, and I, I went into pee. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway. Um, and then Rachel was just like, um, the foot of the bed. And they're all like, uh, good job. Yay. That's the winner. Now we have a winner. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and she talks to Ross about not having... Never having that passion where you just have to have somebody right now. And they kind of have a, a moment of, like, a conversation about that. And he's kind of sweet with her and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, then Goes she's... right over her head. Yeah. She, completely. She's just, like, has no clue at this point. I think she's pretty oblivious to what he's trying to do. Yeah. But, like, she like, gets up and, like, does, like, a tousle with his hair. Like, a, a friendly, like, nah, you're so yeah, great. Like, like what I did to Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. No. Whatever. <laughs> but we did notice that when she does that to his hair, it didn't move because he's got a lot of gel in it. Mm. Just saying. Anyway, because it so, also doesn't move after Joey does it to him, <laughs> jokingly. That's true. So like Ross gets all like giddy from that, literally, and like walks away, and it's all, he's all like, "Oh yeah, like I got it, whatever." And then Joey notices that and was like, mm, "Never gonna happen." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "What?" What do you mean? Why? <laughs> Why not? And he's like, you're in the friend zone. 
you gotta make your move now, otherwise, like, it's too late for you. So, Joey kind of talks him into, like, asking her out, officially. So he, like, gets up the nerve to do it, and tries to do it, however, a cat, like, they were outside on the balcony trying to do it, and this random cat, like, pops out of nowhere. I don't even know where the cat came from, but... Looks like Crookshanks. It does. Literally just, like, is scaling the side of the building, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Jumps onto Ross's back and, like, claws the shit out of him. And, like, the rest of the gang is just, like, singing songs with Phoebe and her guitar <laughs> and just, like, hanging out and dancing. And then you see, like, across the window, Ross, and Ross, is, <laughs> Ross is, like, dying trying to get this cat off and Rachel's trying to help. And it's pretty great. Um, let me go back to the scene with Chandler and Jill. And, like, she, <laughs> she's trying to be, like, nice about it. Like, oh, would you like to stick a gum? Like, do you want to call somebody on my phone? Whatever. And he's just being completely awkward and just weird with whatever she's saying. And, like, his head is, like, talking. I don't know how you, like, like a, what it's do you like, call um, it? It's like, um, a narrative. Yeah. Like yeah, a like an overvoice. Overtone? Is that what the name of that is? I don't know. But, like. Why can I not think of the word? I can't either. A dub. Narrating himself. There yeah, we go. There you go. Um, and it's actually really funny because it's literally, I feel like, a lot of people, how they think. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like, why am I so awkward? Jeez. But like, s- silly things. Like, she's like, do you want a piece of gum? And he was like, oh, is it sugarless? And she's like, um, sorry, <laughs> no. no, it's not. And he was like, oh, then no thanks. Like, he's like, what What was that? Like, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> where'd that come from? And then he, like, later on, he was like, Actually, on second thought, gum would be perfection. And she's like, okay. And, like, hands him a stick of gum. And it's, like, super awkward. Um, and, you know, he tells the he calls the gang from her cell phone and tells them, like, I'm in a ATM vestibule, vestibule with Jill Goodacre. And, like, he tries to say it in a very odd voice. Like, she can't understand him. Like, why couldn't she understand him, though? I know. And then, um... Monica's like, well, I can't understand you. What? Like, three times. And then Joey's like, put Joey on the phone. So he does the same voice with Joey. Joey understands him immediately and, like, talks back with him in the funky voice. And it's just, you could tell, like, they're best buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we go back to Monica's apartment. They're trying to find, Phoebe and Rachel trying to find the cat's owner throughout the building. So, like, they go to, like, apartment by apartment trying to figure it out. Um... We meet, well, we'll talk about who we meet later, but, um, it ends up being Paolo's cat. This is, like, an Italian guy who just moved into the building, and apparently he's really cute. I don't really see it, though. I don't like, I mean... He's, like, that tall, dark, and handsome, which I don't always... That's not my type. You know, it could be someone else's, but... Yeah, I like redheads, so I don't... (laughs) I'm such a weirdo. (laughs) But, yeah, not really a thing. But, anyway, he speaks, like, really next to nothing English. But Rachel is just, like, infatuated with how he looks. He's just, mm-hmm. like, enamored by everything that he does. It's Yeah. He yeah. Is, she is. So she takes him back to the apartment to meet everybody. And obviously Ross is just like, are you serious? Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, he was just about to ask her out. And, like, this guy, tall, dark, and handsome guy, comes out of nowhere and just, like, swoops in. And he's just bummed out. Where did he come from? I don't know. I think Italy. No, I mean right now into our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly into our lives. Um, so, yeah, he's just kind of, like, watching this, and you can tell how bummed out he is. Um, and, um, what else? Um... Ross calls him a crap weasel? Yes. Yeah. He does. Which we find out is a real word, according to Urban Dictionary, which, you know what? That's, like, the best dictionary. Indeed it is. Yeah. Do you want to read the definition? I will read the definition for everybody. Previously unknown person who sneaks in and takes the girl or guy who has recently become available and that you've wanted for years. Typically about 10 seconds before you're about to make your move. Example, who's that crap weasel and why is she making out with him? Which is super weird because it's literally exactly what's going on here in the episode. It's so crazy. Because we learned in the beginning that Ross had a crush on Rachel since high school. So like... What? I want to know if this was a real word or if it was added to Urban Dictionary because of the show. Well, the second definition is literally the friend's quote. It says, Ross, do you know the word crap weasel? Paolo shakes head. Ross, you are a crap weasel. 
I mean, like it's possible exactly. Like that's like definition of it. For Used real. in TV sitcom Friends, as Ross describes Paolo. <laughs> I mean, totally true. So um, after that, they go back to the ATM vestibule with Chandler and Jill, and like they're hanging out now and like doing silly <laughs> stuff with like the the phone book pen or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're trying to be silly. And then eventually the power comes back on, and she was like, oh, you know, nice to meet you. I had a good time. I had a fun blackout. Like, kisses him on the cheek and was, like, on her merry way. And he's, like, in awe. Like, he's just like, oh, my God. Like, he hugs at the door after he after she leaves. <laughs> and, like, asks for the tape on, like, the the security camera and stuff. Um, and, like, I think that's, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Well, Rachel makes out with Paolo. Yes. Did we say oh, that? that's right. No, no. At the very end, um... The when the lights start coming back on, they do like evil laughs just for the hell of it because all the candles burn out. Mm-hmm. And um, when that sl- like that couple seconds of that blackout until the power power comes back on, Rachel and Paolo are making out, and then the lights come on, and we all see it. And then poor Ross is just like, oh, oh, like you can just it's see so his sad. like heart breaking, and it's like, oh, poor thing. And that's pretty much it, relatively. Yeah, I dig it. Indeed. It was pretty funny. It was a funny one. We were laughing. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Um, So, new characters. I guess the biggest new one is Paolo, right? Uh, oh my god, Ross's impression is great. So yeah, he's, um, he's a crap weasel. He uh, is this random new dude that is apparently a cat man, and... Which I admire. So He's a cute cat. Any man that can admit that they love cats and has his own cat, that's a good guy. That's a real man. That's a real man. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. So Ross just needs to get a cat, basically. Hmm. New, new hypothesis. Ross gets a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross gets a cat to overtake Paolo and Rachel's radar. Mm-hmm. Um, Other but, characters? like, that's really his only, like, he's just meant to be a crap weasel. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, um, do we, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to because of spoilers, but I wonder if we see more of that creepy guy in the other apartment who's like, yo, me a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's considered spoilers <clears throat> or not. I'm so bad at this. Yeah, that's my cat, Bob Buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buttons. Well, you owe me a cat. I don't think it spoils anything. We do see more of him, but like as like, because we do talk about. I was going to talk about him too, but we do. Um, he's credited as weird guy. <laughs> like, he actually does have a name. It's Mr. Heckles, and we get more a little bit more of Mr. Heckles. He's just a weird neighbor. Interesting. That like he doesn't really have a particular storyline with him. He just pops up every once in a while just to be weird. Just to be weird. Nice. I like it. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Heckles, he comes around here and there. I like it. Yeah, but he's so, like, that's a great intro for him because that's literally, like, what we see of him most of the time. (laughs) Like, he's just very odd, like, weirdo that's just, like... You owe me a cat. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's my cat. What's his name? Bob Buttons. Why does he hate you? <laughs> the cat was just like, like trying to scurry away from him the whole time. I mean, I guess I would try to get a cat too. I mean, yeah, do like, a cat. Oh, that's a cute cat. Yeah, that's mine. Mine, give me it. Side note: No, I really wouldn't do that. To anyone who thinks I might be possibly serious. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so we also we got Paolo there. We talked about him quickly. Um. I really don't like him. I don't like him either. Not particularly for anything, any reason, but he's just really, like, and I'm allowed to say this because I'm Italian, so I'm allowed to say it. He's very Guido, (laughs) and people who don't know what I'm talking about, like, very, um, my shit doesn't stink type attitude, Mm. and, like, he's just, like, he knows how to play the game with the girls, and, like, Kind of douchey. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think that he knew more English than he let on. 
And he just wanted to, like, play to that with Rachel. Like, oh, I'm just going to charm her. And it'll work. Pretty much. So, right. like, even when they were looking at the moon, well, I actually have what he says um, in English. But, like, he says when they were looking at the moon and stuff, he's like, look at the moon. Look at the stars. Look at everything that's beautiful. Look at you and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, and she, <laughs> obviously, she has no idea what he's saying. But he's just, like, the way he says it, it's, it's just, just so lapping like, it up. Oh, yeah. She's just, like, uh, and she even says it to Monica, like, I know we have nothing in common. We don't speak the same language. Like, there's nothing there. But, like, she's so superficial. Like, she even says, like, I'm so superficial about it. Like, all she cares about is how he looks. Yeah. And I actually wrote it down for myself to, like, mention. But um, I think she, because she mentions this, like, the passion thing. Like, she's looking for excitement. Like, she hasn't had anything with Barry ever. Mm-hmm. And she's maybe she's just looking for something fun, exciting, a yeah. fling, if you will, because she never had that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's actually looking for a commitment thing right now. And I think that's when Paolo swoops in to be like, that's maybe what she wants to do. Why she's, quote, oblivious to Ross. I think so. Maybe she's not really oblivious to Ross, but she just, like, doesn't want that right now. So she doesn't want to pursue it because... Maybe she knows that it might be something more serious down the line, and she doesn't want to ruin it while she's looking for something that isn't real commitment. So maybe Rachel's actually smarter than she lets on sometimes. Yeah, but people don't wait around forever. Taylor Swift says that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true, but I feel like... Good ones never wait. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with... Like, the whole episode was talking, especially when she had that conversation with Ross. She was like, I never had that passion, and da-da-da. Like, and then she says, like, that those three seconds were more exciting than three weeks with Barry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, I want that's probably what she's looking for then. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it kind of makes you feel bad for her, because, like, nobody wants to be in a relationship that they never feel excitement with, you know? For sure. So, like... To have been in a relationship where you were almost going to marry the person, it's just, it's, it makes me, it makes me feel like, Rachel, you made the right decision, and I'm glad that you did. Yeah, like, I'm glad that she was able to be woken up from that, because maybe, we don't really, well, not right now, we don't know Rachel's backstory. She seems very young, very naive, right? So, like, Barry may have just come in and, like, swept her off her feet for a little bit. And she was just kind of like, oh, this is the motion. This is what I go through. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed like, to marry oh, this rich guy. dating for so long and he right. proposed. How can I say no? Right. And Even then, though it may not have really been what is what good for her wanted. or what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like that, that she is, because I don't think a lot of, I don't think everyone gets that chance mm-hmm. before it's too late. You know what I mean? So I like that she is like, she's her own now. She's a hat. Oh, right. yeah. Not but a yeah. shoe. Not a shoe. I don't want to be a shoe. A purse. Or, or a hat. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally agree. So I think it's... I know like, I know, we really want Ross and Rachel to get together, like, for sure. But I'm okay with it right now because of that. Well, like I said, like, I was kind of disappointed at the fast pace after, like, the East German laundry detergent episode. I was like, oh, whoa, like, I feel like that happened way too quickly. But... I think I'm forgetting with, like, sitcoms like this and, like, the 90s and whatnot, like, just because they had a moment like that doesn't mean, like, like, Rachel's already, I feel like, forgotten about that. Like, she was like, oh, it was an in-the-moment thing and we just kissed, it's whatever. Yeah, for sure. Whereas, like, obviously Ross holds those things very closely, so, like, he's, that's probably all he's thinking about. And we talked about him being an emotional guy as well. Very. So, like... she's She seems kind of flighty. Yeah. So, it just fits her personality to have let it go already. Yep, and it fits him to be, like, keep it. Mm-hmm. And, like, and he's still got a lot going on, remember? Like, I know we haven't really seen it much since but like he's still got the ex-wife that he's he's still trying to get over her you can kind of tell and And he still has a child on the way yeah and he's still yeah exactly so he's got some baggage going on yeah and like i don't know i mean in one sense one hand it's like okay he's got a lot to think about a lot to deal with and then i don't know if he's ready for 
that kind of relationship right now either. Yeah. So it's interesting how like we all want it to, but part of it is like when you really analyze it, you're like, okay, I kind of get it. But like if you're watching it just to watch it for funsies, you're like, oh man, the writers did it on purpose because it's a sitcom. Like they want you to keep watching because they want you to. It's like, like no, see I, it. I think they were actually just like writing them more real. Yeah, agreed. Instead of, like, oh, it's a sitcom and, like, there's no rhyme or reason for why these things are happening. It's just how it is. But, like, I think really there is. Yeah, when you dig down, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like that. And that's why we're doing this. Hey. Yeah. Um, and then the last character we meet is Jill Goodacre. Um, so, she plays herself. <laughs> but, um, she... I didn't know she was a real person. I had to ask. Yeah. Apparently, Yeah. She was so. a supermodel, 90s, Victoria's Secret. Go to like, like She was a, a little bit of an actor, it said, too. But, or actress, I should say. She's like the 90s Carly Kloss. I don't know who that is, either. She's a Victoria's Secret model. Okay. If you if you were to tell me Giselle, I'd be like, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I guess I her, you. yeah. She's probably more well-known. Yeah. She'd be nice. Anyway, so, I like her. I don't really get to, like, we don't really get to analyze her very much, but... She's trying to be, like, cool and normal, like, even though she knows, like, yeah, I'm the model, whatever, but she's not putting it in her... Like, she doesn't seem to be a jerk about it. Do you yeah. think that she knows that he knows who she is? She, I don't know. She doesn't really let on to be, though. Yeah. Like, she's not really like, ha, huh, look at me. Right. That's fair. Yeah. She's just yeah. trying to be like, we like to call someone, normal. like, to call someone, do you want a piece of gum? Yeah. Like smiles at him like hey you know, <laughs> trying to be friendly but like he's just like losing his shit right <laughs> and um i don't know like i liked hearing chandler's thoughts yeah it was like you get to kind of know him a little bit better too like each one we are trying to learn more about each character and he's just so awkward too with the ladies yeah but it makes him more real to me because like in the beginning I kind of associated him more so with Joey where like he seemed like he really um knew what he was doing with girls but like really he doesn't no he's like Joey's wingman yeah and like Joey is smooth but Chandler's really not Chandler I think just kind of like follows Joey for sure exactly so he um so, yeah, like, being in his head was really funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, like, everyone thinks that at some point. Those things that he's, like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I being so awkward? Right. Chrissy was, like, this makes me think of you. Like, this makes me think of how you would think. I was, like, oh, no, this is 100% accurate. <laughs> like, I walk away from many situations going, why? Why, why would you say something like that? Why would you <laughs> act that way? <laughs> Why are you so weird? <laughs> Why are you so awkward? Yeah. Why didn't Constantly. you speak up for yourself? Why didn't you say this? Always. Yeah. I Always. get it. <laughs> um, and we, that's pretty much all we people that we actually meet. Um, I did want to talk about Joey in this episode because we're starting to slowly get more about Joey. It's taking a minute, mm-hmm. but we're slowly, like the last episode in this one. He's uh, I think he's kind of a good friend. I, I like Joey a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's um, the womanizer and on all that. But like that aside, like he's trying to help Ross, like give it to him straight. Like, man, if you don't do yeah. this, you're gonna be the friend zoned. So like, you know, like you're already almost there. So you better hurry up. And then like for him to just come up with the whole, oh yeah, Ross is throwing you a party, Monica. Like. Don't go out there. They're planning or whatever. That was right? awesome. Like, that was cool. And the thing that I noticed a lot with this whole series, not just, like, now, but the whole series, is that they're very honest with each other in the fact that, like, please don't tell anybody. Like, if they're talking, like, one-on-one, they actually won't be jerks and, like, go behind the back and tell them. Like, yeah. they'll, they're very, like... They're good friends to each they're other. They're very honest. Yeah. And, like, helpful. And they're really good friends. So... This is another example of that, because he's just like, I'll help you out, man. And he, like, the way he's like, good luck, buddy, and he, like, shakes his hand, and he, like, goes in for, like, a big hug, and, 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 like, Ross is just like, okay, like, That was sweet. Um, but, like, yeah. I just wanted to tell Ross to just relax, just enjoy the, enjoy enjoy the hug. 
Yeah, chill, man. It's all good. I like that it totally felt like he was going to tell Monica, and then you hear, he's, he's planning your birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, you can't tell anybody. You can't tell Ross. <laughs> he's planning your birthday party. Like, it totally took us off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even like him with Monica and Phoebe when they were, like, singing tunes. Mm-hmm. And he was just, like, just hanging out, like, singing with them, like, clap, or, um, what do you call it? Snapping. Snapping, thank you. Snapping his fingers, just like, yeah. I think that I'm coming to, coming to realize, and, like, guys, literally, I just compare everything to Harry Potter, so hear me out here. But... What I love about Potter and J.K. Rowling is that she can write characters that are flawed, flawed, but she writes them so well that they are good. So, like, Snape. Horrible person. Great character. Dumbledore. Questionable character. Or questionable, yeah, questionable person with questionable character, but he's a good character to read about. And, like, I feel like that's kind of what they've done with Friends. But not so much, not to the extreme that J.K. Rowling does, because, like, none of the Friends are, like, as terrible in my mind as Snape is, because he's just, like, an evil human at times. But did good things. But he's just written so well. But I feel like with all of the Friends characters, like, they are all just written so well because they are all real. So, like, I mean, nobody is perfect. And if you write a person who is perfect, it's unrealistic. So, like, Rachel, she's materialistic. She can be superficial. Uh, but she's a good friend. Joey, he's a womanizer, but he's a good friend, like, whenever he's with the people that he loves and cares about. Same goes for Ross, like, sure, he's super sensitive, he has his moments, like, within the episode with the sonogram one, like, he had some moments where I was just like, why do you say those things? But, like, he's a good friend. And, like, again, it, like, all just comes down to they are real people, and they're good friends, hence the title of the show, Friends. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. But it's just like, I don't know, like, they're, yes, they all, they all are going to have their flaws. And, like, none of them are perfect, but, like, that's what makes it good. Yeah, for sure. Like, you, you, you may not agree with all of their things that they do or say, but you still like them. Like, you still like but them. But do you agree with everything that all of your friends do or say like it's not realistic if you did you know what i mean for sure actually kind of if if anyone else is a Grey's anatomy fan out there but it kind of reminds me of addison shepherd if you remember her back in like season two uh through whatever whatever she leaves but she i don't i mean i'm not spoiler alert Grey's anatomy if no one's ever seen the 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 series but she's um you know derek's ex-wife but she cheats on him and whatever, but, like, and you don't want to like her because of what she's done in her past with, you know, her her husband and blah, 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 and, like, breaks things up and whatever. But then as the story goes on, she's a really cool character, and she's, like, what probably one of most of, like, fan favorites because, like, of how she's written. Mm-hmm. How, and, like, you, you realize that, yeah, she's, she made some mistakes, but she's actually a cool person, and she's probably, like, she's a great character, and I love, I, I love Addison. I think she's awesome. But anyway, it's that's like another thing. Like if any greatest fans, they know what I'm talking about. But um, reminds me of like, yeah, people make mistakes, people do bad shit, but that's it's real. It is what it is, and like they can still be good people and cool people as well. Yeah, preach. But yeah, it's good. This is a good episode, guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're getting deep. We're digging deep. We're digging yeah. deep. Um, so that's the characters. All right. Um, give me uh, your facts, girl. No thoughts, yo. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I always do that. (laughs) Um, I loved this episode. It is now my number one and we have officially created a doc that is easy to update and I have it here and I will read you my top five so far of season one. Do it. So one, the one with the blackout, two, the one with the East German laundry detergent, three, the one with the butt, 
four, the one with George Stephanopoulos, and five, the one with the sonogram at the end. Very nice. But I really enjoyed this episode. I thought that it showed a lot of growth in a lot of the characters. Like, I feel like the past couple of episodes before this focused solely on, like, two people that changed up who they were. Like, this was a nice rounded episode, I think, that, like, talked about more than just one or two of the friends. I feel like we learned a little bit more about Phoebe, which was cool. Like, we learned her last name for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a little bit more of her singing, a little more of her, like, songwriting, which was funny. More on Ross, more on Rachel, more on Chandler. Even a little bit more on Joey and Monica, because we find out that Monica had a crush on Joey. We did. So, like, it's just, it was a very well-rounded episode where you learned a lot of things. Yeah. And, and again, all six of them are in that show. Like, they're not, they're, they rarely, if ever, do any show where not all six of them are present in some way. Yeah. And, and like, I love that. Yeah. And, like, again, it's, like, well, 22 minutes from, like, the TV version. So, like, a lot goes on. And you don't really... I, every time I watch it with you guys, it flies by so fast. And I'm, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, like, this is probably why I, like, binge watch. Like, when I ever, like, sat down to, like, watch them, I watched, like, four in a row or something. Because, yeah. like, they go by so fast, you don't realize it. But they jam a lot in those minutes. And that's why we binged three seasons of Nailed It in, like, a week. That's why you can binge The Office, too. Right. They're just quick. Yeah, The Office. You fall in minutes. love with it. It's like, like, don't get me wrong, I love hour-long shows, but when you have a half-hour-long show, to me, that's like, well, I can watch two episodes in the standard time that, like, an- another Netflix yeah. special would be. So it's like, oh, I can binge four of them tonight, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? My top? Mm-hmm. Um, I like, so I'll go one down. So Blackout, uh, Butt. Sonogram, laundry detergent, snuffleupagus. Oh, you did top five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I like what you said. I was like really well rounded. Like the only person who was kind of like away from the group was Chandler, and yet he still like called in and was a part of the group mm-hmm. at one point in time. So I like getting to see them interact in the same space together. Not that they haven't, but like we haven't seen it really in a little bit because we've been kind of split up. Um, this one made me laugh a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Like I saw myself in Phoebe because she said something that like I would think of, like, "Oh, that's probably what the fridge looks like when it's closed because the power's <laughs> out and it's there's no light in there." Like that's the kind of stuff I think about. Dude, Monica made me really want a Klondike bar. Klondike. Oh, okay. It's been a minute. How long was the power out? Your Klondike bar would not be soup. It's been like two hours. Well, maybe because they're standing in front of the fridge with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that when the power goes out. What are you doing? You don't touch the fridge. Just like Chrissy's hair. You don't touch it. Nope. And then, as always, like, Chandler's my favorite. <laughs> and that whole scene, hearing his thoughts and, like, I just related super hard because I just do weird stuff like that. Especially in that situation, like, I feel pressured, like, okay, we're stuck in here. Do I have to interact with this person? I kind of want to interact with this person, especially him, because he's, like, attracted to this lady, right? And he's just like, I should smile. And then he smiles too long. He's like, oh, God, don't smile. Like, that's so <laughs> me. Like, okay, now you're creeping her out. Right. And then, like, she does something simple, like, offer a piece of gum, and he can't even handle that correctly. And, <laughs> and then he scolds himself on the think inside. About, so me. But, like, think about any time that you've interacted with a celebrity. Right, right. You just, your tongue just... You (laughs) literally just, like, your mind goes blank. Mm -hmm. Because it can be, it can be somebody that you idolize and you're about to meet and you feel like you're going to vomit. Or it can be... Oh, is that personal experience? Yeah. Or it can be, (laughs) like, a really cool band that you, that you love and enjoy, but they're not quite as, like high up on your, like, I'm going to freak out level of celebrities. And you still just, like, get Mm tongue-tied. So, like, I think that, like, Chandler's funny, but I think that we have to remember as well that it might be just a little even more awkward because it's a celebrity that he's interacting with. It's not just a girl. Because, like, to me, like, I didn't even know who that was. So, like, it wasn't really a big deal to me because I'm like, okay, cool, I don't know who this chick is. But, like... 
imagine running into Giselle. I'm not even going to try to say her last name, but, you know, Tom Brady's wife. In an ATM vestibule and being locked in there with her for two hours, you would be like, oh my god. What, what do I, I say? say? What like, do what I do? do you say? Hey. Like, you would, <laughs> right. Hey, girl. So, um, so yeah. I just thought of something, though, and I like it. So, like, he freaks out about all this stuff, and then it ends up, like, she saves his life because he's choking on not gum. his gum. Ugh. Yeah. So Ooh, so first so of all. Gross. And then they end up hanging out, right? And they do, like, weird things. Like, they're spinning a pen around their head, and, like, he messes that up, too. But, like, they're laughing, and it's, like, end of the day, like, just be yourself. And if somebody likes you, cool. And if they don't, not worth your time. Right. Totally. And, like, she, here's this Victoria's Secret model who likes to spin a pen above her head. Like, she's just as weird as you are, Chandler. It's all good, you yeah, know? She's right. a normal human being, too. She was pretty cool with it. Like, she's just hung out. She seems like this person that you would hang out with. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine anyway. what I would be like if I got locked in an ATM vestibule with Taylor Swift. You'd probably pee your pants and then be embarrassed. I would just want to talk to her about cats. <laughs> I'd be like, so tell me about Meredith. How's Benny? How's Benny? <laughs> Benji, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How's Olivia? Tell me about Dibbles. How many <laughs> damn cats you got? Three. Okay. Olivia and Dibbles are the same cat. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Olivia is like her stage name. Dibbles is her name at home. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <coughs> All right. <laughs> yep. Chrissy doesn't understand. Sorry. <laughs> What's your top five? Okay, top five. George Stephanopoulos. Sonogram. Blackout. Butt. <laughs> detergent. That's it. Yeah. Wonderweiss. Right? Uberweiss. Uberweiss. <laughs> Wonderweiss. <laughs> I was close by like one letter. Uh, but actually, I was going to say something. Like, with Chandler calling the gang to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I like how they are the first people that yes. he calls. Yeah. Yes. Like, instead of, like, your parents or your, I don't know, your whatever, like, your roommate, whatever. I mean, obviously, Joey's his roommate, but, like, you that's who you call is the gang. They're like, hey, and they're all like, oh, hey, are you okay? Like, how's it, like, that's something, like, your parents would do or your sibling or something like that. I like, I like that's, that's who the first person he calls. I like that, like, in this day and age, he would just text, oh, my God, I'm stuck in this with this hot Victoria's Secret model. Yep. But you can't do that yeah. back in that time. Like you're on a cell phone, you're stuck in this room and he's like you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, texting is great. It's like whenever I was texting my friends that my chemical romance my chemical romance was coming back. Oh and my I god, literally guys. Oh my god. Oh my god. Even type my chemical romance. It was said like M X S Something. I, I don't even Were you know. Too excited? It was like excitement texting. But they knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Or like that time that I was at Epcot and Billy Martin from Good Charlotte sat right in front of me and I texted our our old roommate Chris and I was like, oh MFG. He kept that text because it was so discombobulated Bill- and funny. <laughs> Billy fucking Martin from Good Charlotte <laughs> is sitting in front of me. But it didn't say that. It was just like jumbled mess. Is he a fan of Good Charlotte? No. Okay. I was going to say. I was uh, just sharing my excitement with him. I'm like, he likes a band called Shit. So I don't think he would <laughs> like Good Charlotte. No. I was at work I, when this I was happening. Hopes. Yeah. I had hopes that he would like my chem, but he doesn't. That's sad. I know anyone who's a fan. They're the bomb. They really are returning. Oh my god, I thought that it was fake. I did too. Well, because how many times have we heard this over the past however many years? For real. A hundred times. For real, though. Sold out show, though. Seriously, I was just like, break out the black eyeliner. I'm back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) She sent, we have a group text or whatever, and she sent like a picture of like what she used to look like in high school. She's like 2006. Megan is back. <laughs> she had like really short, like red brown hair, but it was like a swoop with the bangs and oh, yeah. stuff. 
Oh, yeah. And so I had, good. like, a super emo filter on my face from my computer. It was, like, that blurry one that, like, oh, extra yeah. saturates everything. And she had, like, everything. no emotion at all. She's not smiling. She's just, like, a serious face. And, oh, she's like, yeah, I'm back, baby. <laughs> you gotta post that in the group. Yeah, you gotta post in the group. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Oh, man. Where the heck are we, guys? <laughs> We're on facts. facts. We're on oh, facts. facts. Give okay. me them facts. 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 Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Facts. Can you go get me a Coke? No, we don't have any. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Orange, vanilla, no, Coke. Did anyone try that? Oh, Thoughts, so by the way. Thoughts on that. So like me it. and Meg love it. Chrissy was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because I opened it and I was like, I don't like it. Do you want a Coke? Yeah. Okay, continue with okay. the facts. I'm listening. Facts. <clears throat> so... Um, along with the one with the sonogram at the end, David Schwimmer received his only Emmy nomination of the series for this episode. Really? Yes. Did he win? No. It was oh. a nomination. Oh. Lame. Yeah. But. Oh, wait. So for, hold on. You said along with the one with the sonogram. Yeah. He got an Emmy or a so nomination for that. So he got two nominations. Yes. Interesting. Of the series, by the way. So like. Really? So all ten seasons. <laughs> well, as you remember, in like the first pilot episode, we talked about how, um, all. <laughs> That's Meg's Coke. <laughs> but we talked about how um, our David Schwimmer got a lot of positive reviews mm-hmm. from like newspapers and stuff about how well he did and everything. So like he did really well in season one, as far as like Emmys and like um, media and stuff like that. Um, anyway, um, this is the first appearance of Phoebe playing at Central Perk, so we saw that. Uh, we'll, we will continue to see, again, I don't know if this is a spoiler, I'm so bad, but whatever. It doesn't give we'll away a plot. We'll continue to see that she, like, plays at Central Perk, like, her, like, silly songs that she writes and stuff. Does she, well, no, don't tell me. It'll be one of my hypotheses. Okay. Hypotheses? Yeah. Okay, so this one I thought was interesting. If anyone watched Mad About You at the same time The Friends was going on, so this is an interesting fact. So the blackout episode is a result of an event seen in Mad About You, uh, the episode Pandora's Box, where Jamie causes a city-wide power outage in New York City, and the effects of the blackout are seen in the episode of Friends. Um, So, like, they must have been going down at the same time. Um, all three episodes originally aired during the evening of November 3rd, 94, along with the Seinfeld episode, but it did not incorporate the blackout premises. Oh, it should have. It should have. I agree. Um, so that was kind of cool. I'd never seen Mad About You. I don't really know much about it except for, like, I've never the seen Ursula it. thing with Phoebe or whatever. Right. So, um, but I, I didn't know that, so it's kind of cool. The, like, one of those TV shows that continue on. It's, um... There's a few sitcoms that do that, but anyway. Uh, another one was, we talked about this. Um, the Ross states that after he and Carol busted, got busted in having sex in Disneyland, in 1989, this fact was, so in 89, they were doing that. Um, I wasn't even born yet, but anyway. Nope. They, um, they were asked to never return to Magic Kingdom. However, we said that Magic Kingdom is in Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, not in Disneyland. Land in California. Also, so, accurate. If um, you were to get out of that ride vehicle, oh boy, there'd be like, they got cameras everywhere in those things. Oh, what about sure. in the you 80s? would be in if, super trouble if they had all that. I in guess the maybe 80s. not in the eighties. Yeah. Though, all right. All right. That is a fair point. Um, I we kind of mentioned this too. Um, first episode appearance of Mr. Heckles, uh, aka Weird Guy, mm-hmm. the Cat Guy. Yo me a cat. Um, yo me a cat. Uh, and this is first appearance of Paolo. Um, he comes back here and there, but nothing crazy. Um, what else? Oh, so Paolo's lines in the episode, I have some translations for you all. So Okay. Um, he introduces himself to, the, to all the people when Rachel brings him into the apartment. And he says, Hi guys, I moved in and I live on the floor below this, so I guess we'll be seeing quite a lot of each other. And then when Rachel introduces him, introduces Paolo to Phoebe, he says, Phoebe, you're gorgeous too. If you're all this beautiful, I'll move right in. Here. I'll move right here, is what he said. (laughs) And then when serenading Rachel, which I actually knew what he was saying, so proud of my (laughs) crappy Italian that I know, but um, 
when he serenades Rachel, he says, look at the moon, look at the stars, look at everything that's beautiful. So, like, he's just, uh, he really, yeah. He's just schmoozing. He is, totally. Um, let's see. Oh. Uh, in the uncut DVD version, so I guess it depends on what kind of thing you're watching this on, but, um... Monica ends up confessing confessing to Joey that she likes his arms. When she first saw them, she had a crush on him. So apparently the TV the TV version oh. didn't have that portion, but um, yeah, she did have a crush on him when she was moving That's in. That's dumb because I liked that scene. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I don't know why. It, like, so when I, I ever watch like I on Netflix, and you understand why I get mad when I'm like missing parts like this. I'm like, no, you're missing it. But anyway. Um, a few more here. Um, the song that the friends sing while Paolo's cat is on Ross is, uh, <laughs> The Top of the World by the Carpenters. Um, in case anyone wanted to know that. Um, and then the Hanukkah menorah that Joey brings in during the blackout only has seven candles. And what? it's a mistake. The Hanukkah menorah has nine candles, four on each side and one in the middle. And so, I think they just did that. I don't know why, but... Why is there a menorah that exists with only seven spots? Interesting. No, I'm saying. I know that. I don't know if there had to be anything to do with like a different kind. Maybe it was literally just like a candelabra. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <They just laughs> it, it says a seven branch menorah, like the one in the episode, was the type of menorah that stood in the Jewish temple in Jer- Jerusalem. However, the branches of the menorah in the temple were straight and rose diagonally from the center branch. While well, the branches on the manure in this episode are curved. So okay. it's really a one-of-a-kind piece here. I guess. <laughs> right. I guess so. So. Interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm not Jewish, so I don't really know all the ins and outs of the facts on that. So, if anyone does. But, interesting. Anyway. Um, this is the episode that coined the term friend zone. Um, although it didn't enjoy widespread use until 2011. So... That is cool. That yeah. is cool. Joey was the friend zone maker, if you will. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, well, I think that is all for the facts. I do have one goof. Bring um, it. And it's actually kind of funny because you could totally, like, ask, again, after reading these goofs and I watch it again, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could totally tell. So when Ross is running around the balcony with the cat on his back, it's obvious to tell that it's a stuffed animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell that. And it's just, like, it looks really Bad. funny because it's just, like, flopping. Like, the floppy legs are just, like, flopping around. Whenever he, like, like, takes it at the one part and he just, like, holds it up and he's shaking it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But you can't do that with a real cat. I know. That's why I'm, like. That's funny. It is funny. But <laughs> it was very obvious. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but that, uh, that's all the facts I got for today. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Lay some quotes on me. No, hypothesize. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped Why right are over we that. so bad with our timeline? I don't know. I even um, write it down, guys. I really do write it down. So, I was going to say, does Smelly Cat make its debut at Central Park? I hope so. I hope so. I don't too. know, but I hope so. Because I can't wait to hear Smelly Cat. I don't hope you I don't worry. have to wait too long. I wonder what season it happens in. It's coming, don't you worry. Okay, good. Don't you um, worry. So I hope that that happens at Central Park. I hope that we actually see a birthday party for Monica. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, and I hope that. Paolo regrets his actions. <laughs> regrets his actions. I think you understood what Ross was saying. That was cool that Ross stood up for himself. Yeah, but it wasn't cool that Paolo was clearly just like, sorry, bruh, don't care. <laughs> he totally was. Very much so like, yeah, okay, that's cool, buddy. Okay, got it. Rachel, where you at? I want to kiss you. True. Where you at? Where you at? Yeah. You're not cool. And I think that, um, I just, I just really, I guess this isn't really a hypothesis so much as just like a statement, but 
I'm really liking Joey more. Same. So, that's See, cool. See, now you guys, eh, can't pick one. This is why. No, I can't. Honestly, like, I can't. And I think that what I, what I touched on before is just, like, so accurate to all of the characters. It's, like, what makes them so good is that they're all flawed. Mm-hmm. So, I like them all right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you totally. have any hypotheses? Mm-mm. Hypotheses? No, but I thought of a quote that I wanted to talk about. Okay. I don't have an hypothesis, though. Did I say one earlier? I don't remember. No. I don't know. My hypothesis <sighs> is that they they don't end up together, Rachel and Paolo. <laughs> I just really hope that Ross gets his moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that he will, but... Like, I just, I feel for him because I know that he's still getting over his wife. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, he really does feel something with Rachel too so much, in fact, that he stood up for himself with Paolo. So, yeah, like, that's something. It was cool. So, I just hope that, I hope that Rachel gets her excitement out, does her little flings and whatever, but then, like, comes back and settles with Ross. That's my hope. So, I agree you with you. Good one, good one. So I guess the thing I'm talking about, it's kind of a thought, but also technically a quote. I really think my favorite part of the whole episode was when Ross and Rachel were talking about, you know, what if you never find that passion? What if she goes through life? Do people go through life without finding that passion with someone? And Ross was like, yeah, I think there are people who do. Like, he's just honest, and she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, but, like, you know, it's not really that big of a deal anyway. And she's like, oh, sure, whatever. But then Russ is like, no, really, like, you know, the passion is great, but eventually it kind of goes away, which, you know, people have the honeymoon stage, and then you get comfortable with each other and blah, blah, blah. But what he says after that is so great, because he's like, once that's gone, though, you're still left with really good stuff, like trust and patience and, like, love and... It was just so sweet how he worded it, and it was just, like, so real and true. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It's the mark of, like, a really good, strong relationship. Yeah. Because, like, and, like, I don't think that Ross saying that means that, like, passion is gone. Totally. No, 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 no. But, like, you know, I mean, like, you're not always going to have that beginning stage feeling with the person that you're going to wind up with for the rest of your life. And, like, that's okay, because... You can still have your passionate moments, but, like, what's so great about it is the big things that are left behind, like Ross said. You establish these amazing things, you know, that come out of this passion, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And it made me like Ross more. I really like Ross. Sorry, guys. Yeah. He's not a fan favorite. I... But I do. do I'm liking him. him. Um, some other quotes we got here. Um, Joey says, you waited too long to make your move, and now you're in the friend zone. And Ross is like, no, 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 I'm not in the zone. And Joey's like, yeah, like, no, Ross, you're the mayor of the zone. (laughs) (laughs) I love Joey. I love all of their deliveries. Like, their personalities are so their personalities. And, like, I've, so far, there's been no slip up. Nothing's been like, eh, would that person really do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're so... Like, we talked about this before, but, like, their whole relationship is not forced whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. you have to kind of remind yourself that these are all actors. Right. Doing a story or whatever. Like, they really do have all that chemistry. Is mm-hmm. so, like, It's because they went to Vegas together. That's what <laughs> yeah. Let's talk to Vegas. Okay. I want to. Yeah. That's been coming up a lot. Can... I've never been, and I really want to go. Let's go. And then you'll learn more about me, perhaps, about not touching my hair. Oh Maybe. boy! Oh, well, we're back to that full circle. <laughs> Just until you're sleeping, I'm gonna put a brush through your hair. <laughs> the look on her face is so serious. <laughs> when it's straightened, you can do all the touching you want. When it's curly, no. <laughs> Even people at work know that. Like one guy, like whatever, and I'm like, dude, if you touch my fucking hair. <laughs> I will kick you, and I won't even, like, be mad. Like, I won't even care. Nobody ever touched Chrissy's hair. 
Don't do it. Please. Anyone with curly hair, please help me out. I, I, I believe you. Don't you have, well, you have curly hair, but it's really short, so you can't really tell. <laughs> it's a lot better than, like, I used to be like that because I'd have to do a lot to my hair, and if you touched it, it just ruined it and became fluffy and horrible, and I'm guessing that's what you're saying, too. But now that it's, like, shorter and is suddenly not misbehaving all the time, it's not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, because, like, I wish that I had curly hair, because my hair just doesn't do anything. It just, like, lays there. <laughs> <laughs> Mine don't lay there. I mean, it's, it has a mind of its own. Yeah. For sure. Curly hair don't care. Yeah, it doesn't care at all ever. No. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm going to curl the opposite way of the rest of your hair because <laughs> I can. That's what happens. <laughs> now uh... I, have one, I have one ringlet that's, like, super curly and the rest of my hair is not. Like, that's... That's oh, it's cute. Ringlet. That's a good piece of hair. And then the rest That's of my hair looks like this. Like, it does... I don't know. I think it's probably because you touched it. That's why it's... Probably. Oh my god! Alright, <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Friends Watching Friends Pod. And also on Facebook, Friends Watching Friends Podcast, and we also have our discussion group that you can join and discuss each of the episodes on, and it is a fun community. Share all the Friends memes, but keep it spoiler-free for me and our other listeners who have not seen all the episodes. Um, so yeah, uh, I, Megan, am on Instagram and Twitter at... The Petrus family. I am too. I am Katie. Why are you whispering? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram, Chrissy Camp Rod, no H and the Chrissy. Um, yeah, come follow me. I, I really don't have anything that exciting. I have some cat pictures. She has two adorable brother cats. Oh my gosh, they're the I cutest. I do. They're, they look exactly the same. Except for one's kind of fat and the other one's <laughs> skinny as heck, but... They look exactly the same otherwise. I have to have collars on them because I don't know, but yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Any Calvin and Hobbes comic lovers out there? My husband Matt is a or giant Calvin and Hobbes fan, so that's why we named him after. But they're the cutest. I want to suggest the Office Ladies podcast if there are any Office fans out there as listeners, because we started listening to the first episode. I will say they have too many ads, but I know that they knew it was going to be a very popular podcast, so they capitalized on it, and that's fine, because as content creators, if you have a way to make money for your content, do it. It just seemed like overboard for the first episode. They had like six ads. They were kind of long ads throughout. too. Yeah. Maybe they could be shorter. But anyway, if you like The Office, Jenna Fisher and Angela, whatever her last name is, but she's <laughs> Angela in The Office, they are doing a podcast together and they're doing a rewatch of The Office, kind of similar to like what we're doing with Friends. But it's cool because obviously they were there and they could give you like behind the scenes tidbits of like filming and like things that didn't make it in and all that kind of stuff. And it was a really great first episode. So Yeah, for those little tidbits, it's, it's I great. It. Yeah. It's a good podcast. Awesome. I'll suggest a podcast too. Uh, my, friend Dre- my friend Jess just started a podcast. It's called the Horror Crux Podcast. So, like, it's kind of like a different twist on Potter where she takes themes from, like, I mean, she'll dive into, like, Wiccan theories and, like, she's even going through, like, uh, like, if you like murder mysteries, like, those kind of things and, like, ties it all into Potter. And it sounds like it's going to be really cool. She's got a couple episodes out now, so go check it out. Sweet. Neato. I don't have any podcast suggestions. Except friends watching friends. I mean... But you're already listening. But you're already listening. <laughs> um, what are you doing with your life? What am I doing with my life? Um, um, let's see. Mm, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging no, out with us, right? Hanging out. 
I'm coach. I get coaching and she's gonna watch Hocus Pocus for the first time. That's happening. Um, Can you believe she's have, never seen? Hocus I know. Pocus. I've seen parts of it. I have seen like bits and bits and pieces. Um, I do have a blog if anyone's interested. Oh yeah, do it. Her blog but, is good. Yeah, I haven't really posted it in a minute, but I'm join the be Facebook back on group. There. Yeah, um, I have a, a food blog. If anyone was watching or whatever I have um it's hangry Italian Ricans so I'm obviously we all know that my, I'm Italian my husband is Puerto Rican so I kind of mash the both together and we do a lot of um Italian recipes that are Puerto Rican recipes and also just random um recipes as well not necessarily poor Italian or Puerto Rican just like generalization but I try to do a lot of family recipes on that and I put all the recipes on my blog, and I do some kind of, uh, some live cooking as well. It's fun. It is. That's a lot of fun. But, and I have, there's a Facebook group. Join join us there. Angry Italian Ricans. But yeah, that's what's going on. She like food. She'll post something like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? And it's so cool because anyone who comments, you now have all these recipes. All these or ideas. Or all these ideas, yeah. Comment and ask the people for recipes, and they post them, and it's good fun. Yeah, like, it's been cool with, um, anyone have a good recipe for this? And everyone just, people comment and share them, and it's pretty fun. So, if you like food, <laughs> join oh, us. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's been, that's it. Alright, so are we ready to get some coffee? <laughs> that <was laughs> perfect. That was so good, Teddy. Right on cue, Ted. <laughs> I'd love some coffee. Sounds awesome. Let's go watch Hocus Pocus. Bye! <laughs> say bye? Okay, now what I just heard? Blah 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 blah. I'm gonna go home tonight and be like, Matt, Meg, my hair. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Hocus Pocus. <laughs> okay, never seen Friends. Oh, I'm doing it now. We wouldn't, ha- we wouldn't have this whole shtick on our podcast if I had seen it. Okay, your shtick. <sighs> Testing. Testing. Meg sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode eight. Yup, the episode eight. Yup, the eight. episode eight. <laughs> wow, gee, woolly girls. Episode eight. It's gonna be a good episode. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good.